One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Macarena, welcome to the Football Ramble. The Socceroos make it through to their fifth straight World Cup and Arsene Wenger is haunted by Rory Delap. It's Tuesday, 14th of June. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Dawson. And I'm Lukey Moa. Too bloody right you are. Mm. I thought, I, when you started doing the eh, Mercury, I thought I you were going to go. I should have gone on, shouldn't I? I thought you could do the old Freddie Mercury. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I missed opportunity. I've noticed yeah. in the re- in recent weeks, Luke Moore, you've been singing a bit more. Have I? And I wanted to jump on that particular train. Oh, That's always when the content cup yeah. is End of the season. Yeah. 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 I'll sing for an hour if they let me. <laughs> I thought you might Barry have... from EastEnders. Yeah. So, yeah, but I thought you might have... I just think you want to be one of those guys who joins a choir in his older I'd age. love to do that. It's well, very I, good for your, for your health, for your mental all, health, for I your community. I am old age. And secondly, if I wasn't living in West Norwood, which I think is quite low on choirs that you can join. I can hook you up. I can undoubtedly hook you up. You're big in the choir game. I'm, I'm not so much, but I've got contacts. Sure. I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm up for that. You, you let me know what you can do for me. Um, I won't be singing today. I just, I just Are you sure? I don't no, think you should. I don't think no. you should promise the listeners that. Just, I don't want to take. Um, I don't want to take, steal the thunder of, um, of Andrew Redmayne. Who was the the great entertainer of our times? Not me. I don't people I don't want to show people coming away from the show thinking about me. I want to be thinking about Andrew slash Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody could be thinking about you, Luke Moore. Magnificent though you are, when mm. there's Andrew Redmayne's interpretive dance <laughs> sending sending Australia into their fifth straight World Cup. Unbelievable. So intercontinental playoff between Australia and Peru. It ended nil nil. We weren't enjoying ourselves. The extra time <laughs> ended nil nil. But 
They won it 5 4, the Australians, on penalties. We were laughing at him, Pete. You were laughing at him. I was laughing at him. I was sore against his antics, his silly <laughs> antics, until the point where the uh, Aussies went through and he stood there going, eh, <laughs> like Elmore from Sesame Street when yeah. he's done a joke. He goes, ah. Yeah. And that Do you think was that's, brilliant. A, that's a noise he was making? Because we didn't hear the noise. Definitely. <laughs> probably did, Definitely, yeah. definitely was. So for anyone who, who missed this mm. glorious display of football, that you, it was just such a little nugget at the end of a whole load of turgid crap, that wasn't was it? That was our dessert that we um, didn't deserve. We, yeah. No, we did deserve it. Sorry, we, worked, we did deserve We worked it, yeah. for it. We Peter worked. doesn't think he deserves anything. <laughs> we worked for it. Oh, Matty Ryan, you know, leader, legend, etc. comes off in the 120th minute. Mm. On comes Redmayne. No, I, no one thinks this is a good plan no. when he starts dancing up and down his line, this, looking that, like a madman. I've read like three think pieces on this whole thing, <laughs> uh, written for different newspapers, oh, yeah. different broadsheets. The, the like, Athletic would be like, it's not the first time an interpretive <laughs> dance has happened in a football match. Let me take you back to 1740. But it's like they're all talking like they all knew that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's had three caps yeah, or something. No, he's never played in a colleague qualifier. He's 33. Yeah. He's probably not going to play for very much longer. It's just like, yeah. good on him. Well, but what, do you know, he, what do you know about him? Uh, that's his so third cap. Sound like very, tall. Very tall. He, he probably won't be playing for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> but can I, can I also say, I completely yeah. agree with you guys about the game itself. Um, first of all, no one in the UK probably even knew it was happening until the word went around that it was going on. There was stuff going on. It, it was, it was but, on the main screen on the BBC. and then It wasn't got, on my got, iPlayer, mate. Was it not? No, oh. I had to scroll. Baby. It wasn't on iPlayer. It was on the weird red... I just on the, the sports website. Either. I always go on the sports website. It was on the website. Yeah, it was on the website. Anyway, what I was going to say was just that... You know, the tempo it's played at and the performance of both teams, I understand there's probably an element of kind of pressure because it's, it's a lot at stake, but it looked like the opposite. It yeah. looked like it was just really hot, which it probably was, or well, obviously was, mm. and that it was just a, a kind of friendly that they'd signed up to post-season without even really thinking about it. I, I think in a friendly, they might have been a bit more interested in not pumping the balls down the channels, Australia <laughs> in particular. What would, what would have <laughs> Redmayne done if it was a friendly? <laughs> know, take right. all the clothes off. I've yeah. got a take on Redmayne, if Go you on. like, because probably his success with that suggests that he should that everybody should be doing that all goalkeepers should be doing that hmm. his yeah. success was it took a long time to come home what? his what? his Did his it? come home to roost but my feel my theory my feeling mm. is that no fucker is doing that because it's incredibly embarrassing mm. and everyone you know in the the likelihood was that it was not going to sh- turn out well yeah, it didn't seem like it would. It didn't no, seem like no. it seemed like he was putting himself he, off. Because he what was still dancing me of, when someone was taking yeah, the penalty. It took it way to the end, to the limit. Yeah. What it is is, you know, this is a bit of an NBA moment. Brass is not in, but it's. A, it, I think he's the Rick Barry of football. So Rick Barry is that dude who was in the NBA who had the highest free throw percentage of anybody in the NBA for mm. seven seasons, and he threw it underarm, and oh. everyone was like. Uh. That is mean? fucking incredible. There is no chance I'm going to do that. But Redmayne, yeah, but Redmayne wasn't saving it like with his trying to save it with he like his elbow, to... was he? It wasn't like a, it wasn't a technique difference. No, he didn't take his shots off. Well, he was reading the way he was. He definitely was reading it. He was sort of like you said about the dancing. You thought that he was dancing himself out of contention. It's chaos, man. It's, da- it's quantum dance- goalkeeping. Yeah. He's in ten <laughs> places at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what, what I just agreed to you. What, what, you, what you guys are getting at here. Is that clearly there's some kind of gamesmanship that he's embarking upon, mm. and then for ninety nine percent of goalkeepers apart from him, yeah, the, 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 it's quite delineated. Well, it's gamesmanship. Yeah, then you stop and do your job, and he yeah. kind of blurs the two. Yes. yes. So at one point, when when the, when the Peruvian player, I forget which one, was taking the penalty, 
he was like quite obviously still <laughs> flapping around on one side of the goal. Yeah, it was it was very it's, odd. It's a bit um, it's 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 outsider art in it. It really. is a bit, it's yeah. a, but it's kind of like it, this is start. This obviously started, I, I think, started in the main with you with your Tim Cruz and even like the Forest Keeper, Bruce Grobbler back, back in the day as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he's it's channeling. Like, surely, it, yeah. it's just all. Um, it seems to work more often than it doesn't work. Is would that does Lewis Advincula hit the post if the dancing mm. isn't happening? Yeah, we yeah. don't know. We it's never true. know. That's the thing. Yeah, but, if if a goalkeeper waves his arms in. Um, in Australia, does it cause a hurricane <laughs> in, in Texas, you know? But but I think the real uh, reason why um, Australia went through is that someone was um, holding a John Aloisi shirt Were they? over the, over the Pompey barricades. Pompey legend. Into, uh, Pompey legend. We'll come on to that. Peruvians. We will come on to I was Pompey. so sad when he left Portsmouth. Yeah. That's another story. And, and and of course throwing the bottle into uh, throwing the Peruvian thing. water bottle into the <laughs> yeah, crowd. I didn't see it's this. good I stuff. Didn't actually, see this at the time. We, must, we mustn't miss that. Yeah. So this has become a bit of a thing. Tim Cool did it, having the um, I guess the direction that people are yeah. going to take their penalties written on your water bottle. Yeah, it's been happening for a long time. We were kind of thinking, paper, yeah. surprising that you can't just commit that to memory, but you know maybe nice to have Not a crutch. Much. Or is it? If Redmayne kicks your fucking water bottle into the stand <laughs> before, was it after the first one or the second one? Apparently, he sure. threw it. He threw yeah. it. Yeah. He, he dispatched it either yeah. way into the stand. I'd love to know where the laws of the game sit on that. Well, he's throwing stuff into the crowd. I don't think that's necessarily. <laughs> but I think it, it was just over the hoarding, yeah, wasn't yeah, exactly, it? Yeah, exactly. So that's why he didn't launch it. Because the keeper could have retrieved it if he wanted to. But, but he just I, jumped I, over the hoarding. I, I, feel like, I feel like with this, you know, you talk about how committed it to memory. I, that was me. I mentioned that to you before the show, didn't I? But. I think actually that's not going to work because it's not like it's a secret service type thing where you've got the instructions and you have to burn the paper because you're not mm. able to find out. The fact that he's even got it on the water bottle is itself a bit of gamesmanship. Right. It's a bit of psychology, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because even you could just write anything. Like um, I think yeah. it was Jens Lehmann. Marcus mentioned this a week or two ago, but we talked about it, I think, at the time or, or just after it happened. Jens Lehmann kept looking in his sock for a penalty shootout in the World Cup. Yeah. And then when he pulled the sock, they won. And when he pulled the piece of paper out at the end, it There's had nothing, nothing on, on it. it. It was Why just, not just write him on it though? <laughs> can't be honest. Couldn't find a pen. Couldn't, couldn't find, find a pen. pen. Yes, yeah, I'll just. So I'll it's not, the act of it the itself, whether it actually exists or not in in reality, doesn't really matter. Whether it doesn't really matter what it helps or not. What it also matters. What also matters though is that if it if they are successful, people like us then ascribe that success to that kind of behaviour. When it might not make any difference at all. We just don't know. Donde esta Love Island water bottle? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're saying where's my water bottle? I was trying to sort of put a little bit of like current stuff in. It's, it's, Love Island. Don't they all buy? It. They all have Love Island you water bottles, don't they? You can't just say a current thing. You can't just say a current thing in the middle of a sentence. You've not been listening for fifteen years. Yeah, and also sack off the Spanish halfway through the very short sentence. <laughs> <laughs> just say, I don't know what water bottle is. Donde esta botella de agua? Uh, <laughs> that'd, be it. that'd be it, right? I don't that'd know. Languages not closer a than thing. closer than Pete. Either way, Pedro Pedro Gaisi looks to me like the far more intimidating goalkeeper as well. Just when he's just standing yeah. there, yeah. You know, he looked like if I were to take a penalty, that would freak me out a lot more than someone yeah. doing the dance. But the fact that he didn't retrieve his water bottle—that's that's like double, triple gamesmanship from yeah. Redmayne. I just maybe think, that was a fa- think it's maybe, beautiful. Maybe that was a dummy water bottle, and he actually had another one <laughs> yeah. with the real stuff on it's it. It's just a big sack full of yeah. loads of water bottles. Yeah, yeah. and you got to find the right one, like the end of Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 before before the before the wall comes down, yeah. I also really liked about the Australian um, the, the Australian victory, and of course, you know, we should all be in this studio be thanking our lucky stars that Australia did qualify because we have quite a lot of listeners in Australia. So and we love you. We keep, want them listening for the World Cup. Alex, we've slated Australia so many times. But, but Graham, 
Graham, but Graham Arnold, um, it's not a country I particularly enjoy, but I mean, <laughs> we need a listenership. Graham Arnold, the coach of Australia, did a classic way over the top in the moment statement mm. where instead of just going, I'm really happy that you're happy, you know, it's credit to the players and all the rest of it. He went, I believe this is one of the greatest achievements ever. Mm. Mm. Qualifying for this World Cup is one of the greatest achievements ever. For the fifth time in a row, was it? For Australia? Yeah. Or yeah. just generally. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> I mean, he's not specified. Either way, it's bullshit. <laughs> Look, bad luck Peru as well. They've been uh, pretty good under their manager, Greco. Take them to their first World Cup in 2018 for 36 years. Um, Australia were crap in qualification, but who the fuck cares? Because mm, they are through. They're the penultimate uh, spot decided at 2022. The final spot is decided tonight, correct? Tonight, yeah. Tuesday mm. night, when New Zealand face Costa Rica. New Zealand's. Well, you know, they haven't had much of a warm-up from that based on some of the, the things that the teams they've had to play, but Costa Rica, so you'd fancy Costa Rica in that one. But Woody at the World Cup, Chris Wood. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that would be, they, they've qualified um, in recent years, I think undefeated in 2010 when they had three mm. draws but still went home. So was when they time. get there, they're okay. They're okay. They also qualified in the 80s as well. I can't remember exactly which one, but they did qualify for one in the 80s. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see either team there. Enjoy that one tonight. Uh, there was some delicious, more delicious uh, Nations League action last night. Don't you worry. Denmark beat Austria 2-0. Uh, you got to lose sometime, Ralph Ragnick, haven't you? David Alaba <laughs> said the restart after Ragnick has been just fun. Just fun. <laughs> That's all we've got. Isn't that quite a surprise? Yeah, that was, struck me as quite a surprising quote, Luke, after some of the things we've seen to be unfun. Well, it struck me as a on kind these of, shores. I'm a veteran player and I can't be asked with the hassle, so he <laughs> probably lets me do what I want. Eesh. I think Denmark might have Austria's number, but then I think quite a lot of people have got Ralph Rangnick's number, so... I don't mean people who want to call him to employ him. I mean, um, as in they've got... Well, people got... are trying to leak stories. Well, maybe, yeah. Him. Yeah, and you said it was delicious action, was it? I mean, do you even believe that? I don't really know. No. I don't really, <laughs> comma, no. I don't Here's... really know. If you, One if, of the two. If you're going to talk about things being delicious, I very much see, see it as a meal that I've been told I have to eat, even though I've not been hungry for ages. Yeah. That's how I see it. You've not been hungry? No. It's a metaphor, Kate. Yeah. It's like, you know, but could it? you say it would be like, Luke, if you're a really high-end restaurant critic, you're supposed to eat before you go to the meal All right. to All right. review it so that you're not hungry. That's so a that good idea. So you're not like, oh, yeah, oh, God, I, like, no, I love this because <laughs> I'm so hungry. That makes yeah. perfect so sense. Maybe I'm just hungry for football all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, Alaba also said he and his teammates were fed up with playing a certain kind of football under their previous manager, Franco Foda. The first German to manage Austria. A little bit of um, enjoyable niggle there, perhaps. Um, yes, good stuff from Denmark. They are top of Group A1 with nine points. France, on the other hand, were beaten by Croatia thanks to a Luka Modric penalty. They're winless in four. They failed to score for the first time since November 2020, which makes them sound good. They're good. Mm. They haven't sc- they've scored in 23 consecutive <laughs> games. They didn't score. Another penalty deciding it all, and I very much enjoy it when a goalkeeper uh, doesn't manage to get the ball, but boots the fuck out the post when he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard! Yeah, it's funny, because um, Andy was talking about this yesterday. The, the, he was saying that you know, the European candidates to win the World Cup, he would say France and England are the two, mm. the two he fancies, and both have obviously bottom of their nation's league groups um, without a win. Um, and... Denmark are in a great, as, as a continental manager being interviewed after a Premier League game would say, in a great moment. Um, and you know, good for them. But these, I think there's definitely an element here, you know, although I facetiously talked about it being you know, unnecessary playing all these games and stuff, there's definitely an element here where teams are starting to 
okay, we need to we need to get ourselves in the right position to peak at the World Cup rather than worrying about what's happening now. Mm. But on the other hand, I don't particularly think it's that helpful to be losing <laughs> at home to Denmark, losing at home to um to Croatia. You know, and, and yeah, to me, and you know, they 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 didn't even pick up a win away against either of those teams either. Uh, no, so that was against Croatia and Austria, wasn't it? Um, so. <clears throat> Given the players they've got as well, you kind of wonder what's going on there. I feel the same way about England as well. I'm a li- I mean, I know we'll come on to England in the second half, but I'm a little less positive about it than than the guys were yesterday. Um, but yeah, so interesting one. Definite, definite penalty. Um, nicely put away by Modric. The rest of the game felt a little, to me, from what I saw, looked a little bit pedestrian, a little bit like, great, mm. what's going on here? Um, and, that, and that was that. Yeah, Didier Deschamps hasn't played his strongest starting lineup in any of these games. Right, and yeah, he's I mixing think... it up. That seems reasonable also based on some of the conversations we've had around around England. You know, these are, lest we forget, Pete, they are glorified friendlies. Whisper it, everybody. Well, Kunde certainly felt so, I thought. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I like that. I effectively, part of the reason I go so big and enthusiastic about the Nations League is I think it's good that we've turned friendlies into something better than really like the number of drab friendlies I remember I used to work at Wembley and you just sit there and there'd be no atmosphere and no mm-hmm. one would no one would really show up you'd have your big drum <laughs> yeah. come on guys come on no no I'd be on the trumpet um, but yeah so I think that's what's good about it and how teams choose to use it is kind of up to them Luke really but what we don't want is for people to lose momentum or to feel dis- dis- disillusioned by what their team well, are up to and what their manager is up to but you could argue that in England and we'll come on to that that fucking happens whatever you do the matches yeah. in September are important I think these matches just went on a little bit too long we're going to come on to England I think the point that you, you made you made there Kat about being glorified friendlies like, that's interesting to me because it, ultimately the Nations League was partly conceived, I mean, it's conceived for some other reasons as well, but at least partly conceived in their own words, I think, to stop international teams playing so many, quote, meaningless friendlies and that we might <coughs> put some jeopardy on them and stuff. But what it looks like has happened, and I think we have mentioned this and it's certainly been mentioned elsewhere in the media, is that the, the World Cup being put in this position has kind of completely deprioritised the Nations League. Mm. And to me, it feels a little bit odd that it carries on in this way and that it has to be positioned this way. But I wonder whether we're just seeing a fallout of COVID and everything that happened there because of that. But teams are now treating these as like experimental yeah. runouts. People mm. would want friendlies and, and run up to the World Cup against teams as big yeah, as this. Why but would almo- you not? But it almost becomes like a philosophical kind of point because you're a bit like, well, it only has, you, you can't ascribe meaning to a set of games just because UEFA decide, oh, this is an important competition. Mm. You have to have the buy-in of the managers, the players, the fans. Yeah. And up until now, we kind of have had that from the Nations League and it felt like the start of something. And after this international break, it feels to me a bit like people are like... Mm, but does it really bothered. matter mm. if they're just good friendly, if they're just a good way of but training good, for a though, bigger... But they're not good. Well, they are good in the sense if they're People like People aren't a... even bothering putting them on telly. <laughs> it's like well, finished... I don't make those rules, yeah. as you know. You um, can't even put them on their website properly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, Luka Modric asked for Kylian Mbappe's shirt, guys. So we yeah, then get minutes and minutes of Joseph Pedrol fuming on El Chiringuito. <laughs> went, went down very, very badly in the Madrid media. <laughs> Gift that keeps, yeah. Yeah. That keeps on giving, much yeah. like the PFA team of the year last week, which we, I don't think, did we, did we get to in the end? I these things, we covered it. These yeah. things are slightly it. painful. It's a good sign that we didn't get to yeah, it. Yeah, there was other stuff to talk about. Exactly right. They're, they're slightly painful, but it is enjoyable when someone like Amaric Laporte takes issue with it. In a series of social media posts, he highlighted his impressive stats with Man City and finished with a clip of Mourinho saying, if I speak, 
I'm in trouble. That's a great Mourinho shout. Mm. I love it. It's, it's, that's Mourinho's, that should be Mourinho's catchphrase. As it's far a multimedia response and I'm for it. Yeah, if I speak, I'm in trouble. It seems as though many footballers have too much time on their hands, even despite all this, because Thibaut Courtois recently has been taking umbrage with a tweet from like a, from like a vlogger, a big vlogger, Mark Goldbridge. Oh, he won't like that, calling him that. Again. <laughs> he will not like that. <laughs> think that guy? Is how old is he? He's in his forties. Like he's not as old as Robbie from IFTV. No, apparently Conte, he's like eighty. That guy <laughs> goes <laughs> off every get, time get, I have to yeah. tell the story. Yeah. He, he, I think Robbie he, from he AFTV. Very healthy. And there's nothing wrong with being old. I'm fairly old myself. Mm. No, but fuck. Robbie from AFTV is certainly in his late sixties. <laughs> he's not in his late sixties. That is demented. How old do you think Mark Goldbridge is? I think he's forty-two. Okay, so older than me. That's older than me. I know, right? What's a result? Anyway, you Courtois, look well. You look well. You look Courtois, well. Courtois, Courtois, he's backed off because he was he was saying that he's not as great as he thinks he is, and David de Gea is better. But Courtois is so sensitive. I'm actually worried that Mark Goldberg is taking the headline from this talking point, and he might, and Courtois might get issue with that as well. Uh, he's a very sensitive <laughs> if, character. If you want to come on, Thibaut, that's fine with us. He, he, we um, do a special. We you could sit in another seat. You could just air his grievances. Yeah, yeah. help yourself. He, he, didn't, he, did, didn't he spend most of the aftermath of, of his glorious Champions League victory talking about how <laughs> this is, off this is on the eye for all the people in the Premier League that don't rate him. I like right, that. Okay, I yeah. like that. It's whatever, good. It's petty. It's what, fair. Whatever yeah. you've got to motivate yourself. Yeah. Speaking of feuds, and our impending feud with Tiwa Courtois, um, Sepp Blatter and Michel Platney are finally in court in Switzerland over illegally arranging payments. Pete, do you feel like this is going to fill the gap that the Wagatha Christie trial ending has left behind. Well, I guess the court document, you know, the, the court reporter uh, drawing people. The court reporter drawing people. Yeah, you know, those the court eyes. That's his name. It's quite, uh, I think they're easier to draw than, than most, I would say. Um, and uh, yeah. Why did you, you say that? Just I, I just think it, there's a lot of, with, with blatters, a lot of smooth lines, not, not that much hair. I, I, I would get, because you know what, like when famous people are in court and they just cannot draw any of the people. Yeah. Wayne, really, Wayne Rooney suffered badly. He did, yeah. He looked like a kind of wild man. <laughs> he looked yeah. like a shoe. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I, um, I also like that Blatter said um, in his in his, um, in his his comment um, about the alleged illegal arrangement, arrangement yeah. of payments between him and Platini. It was an agreement between two sportsmen and I found nothing wrong with that. Two sports. In what world is Sepp Blatter still managing to make himself sound a bit of a legend? I, d- I don't. He, he reckons he scored a lot of goals for a, goals for a, a team called FC Visp yeah. uh, in his hometown. And he right and no one's ever presented any evidence. To, yeah, right to, in. If you know the team. 23-year career, he reckons he had. If well, you've seen Blatter score a goal, yeah. give mm. us a call. I think, I think when Michel Platini was doing his thing, which, you know, to be absolutely fair, Platini was a legendary good player. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think Sepp Blatter was general secretary of the Swiss Ice Hockey Federation. Yeah. Well, fair. Two sportsmen together. A noble role. Two sto- it's prob- it probably needed to be done, Kate. But I'm not saying it's in the same category of what Platini achieved. Blatt is definitely in my head because I read that same quote that you read and I inserted off my own bat without realising. I thought you'd missed out the word great. No. I thought he'd said two great Two great sports. Imagine if he'd said that. That would have been brilliant. That would have been amazing. <laughs> FC Visp. Still find them. Yeah, so this is the, the long... I mean, can you believe, guys, it's been seven years since that, um, you know, the the raid on the, the by the Swiss police. Yeah. Unbelievable. And look what's come along afterwards. We thought it was a brave new dawn. It <laughs> turned out it was another night of darkness. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. They both claim to, to give them their dues, as we always do. Both men say that they had a verbal agreement for the money that has been paid to be paid as a backdated additional salary for Platini. Well, so that's all fine. The, we gave them the dues. <laughs> They've got their Jews. Yeah. Someone got Jews somewhere. 
<laughs> giving each other some juice. And by the way, Blatterney, uh, he could be back. He should be back in football. His four-year ban ended in 2019. Let's not forget. Uh, he maintains he's the victim of a plot. Mm. Another one, for Andy, another one for Andy Brassel, I'd imagine. Mm. All right, we're off to a quick break now, and then we'll be taking a kick in to put the ball back in play and looking ahead to tonight. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're asking me whether Harry the Horn, who I presume is the mascot, should dive in that way, I think it's disgraceful. It is disgraceful. What the Roy. hell was that? <laughs> yeah. That was Roy, Roy Hodgson talking yeah. about Harry the Hornet. Yeah. Pre, pre being a, a teammate he of was, Harry I think the he was when Crystal Palace, when yeah. Crystal Palace manager. Right, OK. So who said that Harry the Hornet should die? I'm no, dive. 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 Oh, dive. dive. Sorry. So I, think, I, think, He's a bit... I thought you meant someone was threatening the life of Harry the Hornet, Harry the mascot. The, Harry the Hornet is famously a bit of a... Yeah, a bit, bit of a, a card. Character. Yeah, yeah. A bit, okay, of, bit of a card. Who, who'd have thought, he likes getting in the picks. Who'd have thought someone dressing up as a mascot for a job would be a bit wacky? <laughs> um, but, but Pete, just to, just to give, you, give you the skinny, in case you don't remember, from the top, off the top of my head, I think it was a game against Crystal Palace. He did, he did a, a mocking dive. I think Zaha dive, dive uh, maybe, or yeah. it seems to be a dive. Yeah, and, and, but the thing is, as we said at the time, like the way Hodgson frames that... Well, Harry Hornet, who I believe, you know, must be the Watford mascot. What well, <laughs> the fuck do you think he is? What else is he going to be doing there? No, he's, he's dressed as a giant fucking Hornet, Roy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah, welcome back to the Football Ramble. Uh, it's time for some emails. I've got to say, before we press this one, which will doubtless be another great jingle yeah. from the listeners, I always feel a bit sad when I'm listening back to Monday or the show before, and I know that we're not going to get that one again. Oh, okay. Because that is my favourite thing. We're going to get this time. All right. Uh, and also, Leicester travelled to Randers. I saw... Um, well, how do you say it? Ron, Ronders, Ron, Ronders, Ronders, Ronders. <laughs> <laughs> you said they don't pronounce the Ronders, Ronders, Ronders. Why are you saying that like you're ordering in the idea? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff for a do of email. Solid stuff. Great. Solid Great. stuff. Uh, Chris Sharp's been in touch. Hello to you, Chris. <laughs> Uh, he says, hi, Ramble. I wanted to follow on from yesterday's poll when you briefly chatted about getting into the stadium uh, with a ticket. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a fellow who managed to get into the Harry Styles gig at Hampden Park using his season ticket. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing to me. Do you work at the stadium or just on autopilot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come through, come through. Do you reckon he just scanned it? 
I'd love to know how many people did that. Yeah, it's a good idea. I thought about that because Spurs it's like have a, a lot. gym. You can't just turn up any time. Spurs have a lot of uh, gigs, and I, I remember yeah. thinking to myself, yeah, Lady Gaga, yeah, no less. and Guns N' Roses the other day. I thought I want my Guns N' Roses. Just fucking turn up to that. And we've got um, Spurs season tickets. We could go and use that Pop maybe. In, yeah, yeah. We're not promoting this as a strategy. Oh, we are. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Sorry, let me rephrase okay. that. Yeah, Luke Moore is. Proposing Try that it. as a strategy. Yeah. Try it. Go. Cost yeah. of living crisis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. If people haven't sorted that whole thing out, then that's on them, isn't it? You know it? where you are. You're in the car park, baby. baby. Yeah. You know where you are. You're at a home game, baby. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Chris. Yeah. I'd love to know how many people have done that over the, over the years. There must be a quite a Fantastic few Fantastic stuff. Uh, a few people shared the following tweet with us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's my life. I'm just a fan. The same as everybody else. Uh, Najee Farage has met uh, <laughs> the, the, the greatest of all of the Portsmouth FC fans, uh, John Portsmouth Football Club Westwood. 60 uh, Portsmouth FC tattoos on his body. Uh, it's just a good It's just a good look for so, all all concerned, really. What I don't just like about this... more than you, Luke. Mm. What I don't like about this... How do you is, feel about that? This happened at the start of last week, Yeah, but I don't think the production staff could, could get it on with me on the show, so right, they've held okay. it back for when well, I'm yeah. on today, yeah. so they, you can embarrass me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't hassle them for it was, just doing it was, their jobs very well. It was Farage at Large, which I know you're a big fan of, Pete, the yeah. TV show on GB News, Farage at Large, Farage at um, large. Who, was who was interviewing John for Football Club Westwood in some bar in Portsmouth. Mm. And for some reason... Well, he loves a bar, doesn't he? Is that, that's, yeah, that's he's got thing. a pint. Because yeah, he, he has talking pints as well on GB News, which is like his pint thing. But right. I don't know if you noticed this. And I watched this because, you know, I kind of felt like this might come up at some point in the show. <laughs> uh, I, I, is that why you watched it? That's yeah, why you were watching... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, if you watch the, um, the broadcast, over Nigel Farage's shoulder, every time they shot it, got a shot of him... Um, it was Jim Davidson was in the background <laughs> standing at the bar and it was very very strange but, is but, he part oh, of it or I is he because Jim Davidson is a fav- famously dickhead yes yeah. dickhead. Uh, similar to Farage and a dickhead he was just there I guess but the, the, the John Westwood story I've got which I may have told before but it was a very very long time ago so if you'll allow me I'll, I'll tell it very quickly now I was at um, I was at a Portsmouth game once sat in the Fratton end where John Portsmouth Football Club Westwood stands and um, he became a bit of a celebrity when Portsmouth got promoted to the Premier League and um, all these people would go up to him, want photos with him and stuff. Oh. And this one kid who was about eight sat in front of me with his dad when John PFC Westwood walked past, mm. ran up to him and asked for his autograph. Right? right. And as he was asking for his autograph, his dad grabbed him and like dragged him back and sat him down next to him and said to him, listen, the next time you want the autograph of a pisshead that stinks of BO, you come and see your old man. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It's good stuff. <laughs> Do you know, I found out recently, do you know that Charlie Oatway, you know, the guy who he's like doing a lot of good outreach stuff for like young footballers, used mm. to play for Brighton and various other places. Um, he, his full name is Anthony Philip David Terry Frank Donald Stanley Jerry Gordon Stephen James Oatway. Right. After the QPR starting lineup in 1973. That's yeah. solid. Yeah. That is solid. I do actually quite like that. Yeah, yeah it's better than the other one. It's better than <laughs> PFC, isn't it? It's very, very strange. Very strange. Yeah, harder to end that. Anacronimized, though I guess mm. if that's mm-hmm. a word. Uh, get your, oh, guys, it's, uh, it's Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, isn't it? what's on GB News? <laughs> Luke, is Darren Grimes on? I love Mason. Darren Grimes. Why do you tell us, don't, you're clearly a secret viewer. Don't try and pin this one on me. Mace the Ace yeah. doing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doing our latest, our latest take on the Rwanda deportations. <laughs> yeah. With uh, what's the name of that geezer? The, the uh, New Zealand geezer who used, used to do Heat magazine. Uh, He's a fucking Dan Wooten. Yeah, Dan Wooten. Yeah. Wooten and Mace. I was walking down the street once and Wooten was coming the other way and he went, cheer up, mate. Did he? Fuck off, you big fat-headed man. It's not Australian. Wait, someone told you to... 
he told you to cheer up. Yeah. Maybe you were just scowling at and him because he's a prick. That's why I'm a Darren Graham stan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Wednesday tomorrow. Time for pints with mm-hmm. the prick or whatever his name is. Mm. Um, get your dilemmas or questions in for pep talks tomorrow on the show. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble or you can send us in all manner of nonsense and we'll probably read it out because it's the end of the season. Pints with pep. Pints with pep. Pints with Petey. Yeah. Drinks with Donaldson. Not during the week. <laughs> And look, I know this is what you've all been waiting for. There, yesterday could have marked a huge day in the history of football. The Dutch second division has expressed an interest, Pete, in trying out kick-ins instead of throw-ins. And IFAB gave it the go-ahead at its AGM yesterday. It's, how long is this going to go for? Because I'd quite well, like to see this happen. Throw-ins first came into the game of football in 1870s. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be yeah. 130, 140, 150 uh, years. Okay. Before we get um, bored of it. Before we get bored of it, yeah. Else, yeah. Can we not give them like those, um, you know, um, uh, football clubs, certainly decent ones, have those kind of like uh, ball cannons. Oh, yeah. That you can sort of oh, test yeah. your sort of free kicks or test yeah. your, uh, your your deliveries in. That'd be good. Well, is, have that is, instead. Is the idea behind it to, to stop... The ball being out of play for too long because we talked about that. Why a few is that going to make a difference? Because people spend ages taking that. free kicks, don't they? But I guess so it's just the just idea take... is that the ball goes out quick, you get it, and you just put it down, and you t- pass, pass it to your mouth. So it's the difference between picking it up. All oh, right, okay. But uh, I don't think. Okay. I, 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 but this is bullshit anyway, isn't it? Because they're talking about trying to minimise time, right? But the the other thing, so this is combined with the countdown clock, which pauses when the ball is out of play. That's the most important part. So of there's this, that. Isn't it, I suppose that's yeah. the thing. This yeah. this kicking's business is. I would, I would argue like the last 15 minutes will just be a succession of massive long run-up free kicks. Yeah, exactly. It will just be the same thing. It'll be yeah. like a free kick, which takes ages anyway. Mm. I, I would, I, I'm personally very, very impatient with the, <laughs> generally, but with, with the throwing rule anyway. I yeah. think it's, I think the, if you, if you watch football games up and down the country with, with kids playing and adults playing and amateur level and stuff, just foul throw this, foul throw that, the referee stops. Don't fucking worry about it. This, the, 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 the law around the throwing is so detailed and so kind of, Byzantine, it's, it's, a, it's a waste of everyone's time. So you could just, so just however you, want, you get want to get in with your hand, you yeah, just yeah. one handed, absolutely barreling it. But that's in. what Trent Alexander Arnold does anyway, if you watch him. Yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold, he basically launches it with one hand, right. but has the other hand to steady it to, to satisfy Guides the it. law. Because he has to have two <laughs> hands on it. Right. That's, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, but yeah. What, what I'm saying is. It's all bullshit. It's, it's, the whole thing is, if, if you're looking to, to limit the amount of time the ball's out of play, because there's, there's talk a while back that. Um, you know, the, the ball's almost in play for like a third of the time in some of these games, mm. which is no when the, they're good enough. It was the least recently, wasn't it? The last Premier League season, it was like 50 minutes yeah. or something on average. 55 but, but, minutes and three seconds. So that's when you bring the countdown clock and there's a principle. But I don't think I don't have any confidence that would ever happen anyway because I think really the idea of 90 minutes is far too culturally ingrained in, in, the, in the game. I just don't think I just don't think you can really get away with changing and, it that that, and, that and in the same way that VAR and all kinds of um, the technological additions... Um, I think a, a, I think a, a stop clock is even too far for most <laughs> grassroots football teams. Yeah, how are you going to do that? <laughs> you yeah. can't get so uh, you can't get referees most weekends. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have someone manning the stop clock. What a and cool that, job! That, <laughs> it would be me on the bench. It and would that be lino, me. Probably the liner would end up having to do it right, and then yeah. in an amateur game, and that dude yesterday I guess with the stubby, how would he piss? He's trying <laughs> yeah. to find it. That was, I think I think Australians call those small beers a, a schooner. By the way, schooner. oh, I think that's what it's called. So who calls it a Paint schooner. Stub- yeah, Stubby's a little French beer, isn't it? Like a little bottle. I thought it was just that. Oh no, I thought it was that, just that very small can, like a three thirty, but smaller. Mm. Maybe they call them smaller. Stubby. Maybe they call them Stubbies as well. 
It is a stubby your knob, says oh. uh, production. Helpful. Luke comes out with some big statements and he, and never, he never gets never called gets on them. And I'm just glad the production have, have, have got the confidence to lay them out, <laughs> spark out, bang. It's a, um, it's a Shuna as well. They do call them machines as well. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really it sounds doesn't like it does matter. matter. Mate. Sounds like we should um, uh, take this outside. Spells having an argument about the stag do yesterday <laughs> with me. <laughs> really? What's the latest? I don't know. I don't know. You know how Fish didn't you know. invite all of us to his wedding, by the way. Right. Okay. And you yeah. know how? Um, what would it have been? He had like three hundred people. <laughs> it's good the, stuff. Didn't make the cut. Solid stuff. Did not make the cut. Um, the point about the timing. The point about people time wasting makes sense. Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger, of course, is behind all this. He just can't leave stuff alone, can he? I used to think he, I, I used to think I he'd, he'd stayed at, he'd stayed at Arsenal, even though everyone was very angry with him towards the end. I used to think, oh well, you know, he deserves it, and he, he had the mm. best interests of Arsenal Football Club at heart. But now I've seen how he is with the rules <laughs> of football. I'm not sure I believe that anymore. He says. Well, the Daily Mail says that this is evident. He's been particularly in favour of the kick-in. The Daily Mail thinks this is evidence that he was scarred by Roy Delap, maybe. Um, and he says kick-ins and, uh, I'm sorry, free kicks and throw-ins are the two big time wasters at the moment. Mm. So he's trying to fix it. Yeah, I, I get that he's trying to do it. I think you're right. I think he's, he's, he's slowly unpicking his own reputation over and over again <laughs> uh, in retirement or semi-retirement. <laughs> Um, I understand the motivation is probably fair. Was, uh, I just think the the application just seems a little bit wacky, yeah. which is kind of weird because Wenger seemed as was as quite. A, I think what he's done is he's he's thought I was a very forward thinking manager when I came to the Premier League, yeah. so now I have all these forward thinking ideas in semi retirement. Mm. But maybe we're just behind the curve and we can't see the genius in them, or maybe they're just a bit mad. But if someone like Pep Guardiola um, or even Jose Mourinho um, came up with some of these things, you'd sort of go right, fine. They've been around a bit. Arsene Wenger. 10 years in France, 20 years in, in, in England. Like, in the grand scheme of things... Don't it's forget not Japan, PC. And like, a couple of years in Japan. But, like, it's not a massive kind of, like, I've, I've experienced football on every continent. I've, I've been all around the world. What are you stuff. talking about? Arsene Wenger. He's yeah. one of the most experienced football men in the world. Yeah, but he's played but he's, he's played in one league. And, well, sorry, two leagues. But he's a scholar. Over, he's a over 30 years. He's, he's, only, he's only had, like, three clubs, three important clubs. You're having a pop at him? Yeah, You're I am. You're having a pop at Wenger's expertise yeah. and experience. I am. He's, he's going to have a big court. Listen, he's set fire to it all. I completely agree with that. <laughs> but I don't think he's the unqualified he's for the job. He's not unqualified, but I would take it who more as somebody who's, who's worked in a more administrative role elsewhere. Michel Krasny. Yeah, let's get Seth Blatter back in. I'll apologize. you. He's been to Bulgaria. <laughs> He's not got a job. He's been, he's, he's been in Bulgaria, so he's done a bit yeah. of travelling. I think we should all worth. just spend a bit more time with our families. Um, <laughs> in the Netherlands, they've been trialling various measures since 2017 at amateur level, including dribbling off from free kicks and unlimited flying subs where play doesn't stop. Free I refills. like it. <laughs> yeah, flying, flying subs is a good idea. Mm. Yeah, well, that's more NBA stuff. Mm. You're, you're getting uh, brainwashed. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not roll off, roll on. I'm not talking about roll off, roll on. Oh, I'm talking about flying subs. Flying subs are where they don't stop the clock. It's not you can't come off and on again. I'm with you, I'm with yeah. you. Um, yeah, so look, tonight, England versus Hungary. Also also in of note, Scotland taking on Armenia. Ireland play Ukraine and Wales face the Netherlands. It's England's last game until September, Pete. Yeah. they could. Feeling? I mean, they really, they could get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is, I mean, obviously it's more important uh, to the Euros than it is qualification at the World Cup. It is another avenue, but you imagine that England will probably probably qualify anywhere so I'm unconcerned I don't care about the Nations League I was really on board for one season it's all right. <laughs> now I'm off it'll come back it'll have it'll its come time back. again it it's will, just yeah. this season is just not its season I no think. Uh, yeah they're bottom of the Nations League two points but uh, still a game to go and this is the big one 
if they're to avoid relegation because of course France have been well they can't make the semi-finals anyway but do you actually care about um, can't make the semi-finals no but do you actually care about England going down to to the B side of the Nations League um I'd like us to win a trophy (laughs) (laughs) so if you can't by doing that then I guess I do care Phil Foden's apparently going to go in some, uh, go through some late fitness checks to try and make this game after recommendation from I think Andy Brassel it was yesterday. He's missed the last three fixtures. Uh, Southgate was issuing warnings for Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho that they could fall out of contention for the squad. But I just saw that old Rashi has gone on a ten-day personal private training camp that he's taken lots of photos of mm, in the mm. states or somewhere. Perhaps good, good it was to indicate that he is. Uh, Caring about all this. But is is, is um, Jane Sancho and Marcus Rashford falling out of contention for the English squad news? I mean, for anyone that's seen either of them play for the most recent time. <laughs> I mean, is this, this. Was he suggesting, is this a covert, like, get a move? Well, I mean, I understand if he wants to send a message publicly to them to say, look, can't buck your ideas up or whatever, and he feels like that's the best way of doing it. Mm. But to me, it feels odd that this kind of thing has become news and it's because of the insatiable appetite for it all over football and I suppose we're a part of that. Back in the day, yeah, occasionally it would be a big deal when someone got dropped from a squad but if you weren't playing well for six months, you probably weren't going to get in. Mm. Right? Say that to Harry Maguire. Well, uh, that's another one. That's another <laughs> one that should be out of contention. I'm, I'm more worried that Tyrone yeah. Mings is hanging out with Ronaldinho on his holiday. <laughs> What, what you you sent me that and you yeah. were, what are you worried, worried about, about specifically? Because Ronaldinho is a legendary party monster and yeah. like he might get pulled in and we'll never see him again. But he's a legendary brilliant player at some point. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you saying that the reason that um, Tyrone Mings is not currently playing for uh, for the England team is because he was hanging out with Ronaldinho? Hanging out, he's got him with a back crowd. Final, just the final straw. Maybe he's concentrating <laughs> on getting his football questions answered, not getting his drinking questions answered. Speaking True. about on the topic of uh, insatiable demand, there's been a one million pound Netflix doc pitched to follow mm. the wags uh, around Qatar oh, World Cup. A need. term that Gareth Southgate actually, I think probably respect to him, says he thinks is a bit a uh, bit disrespectful. But yeah. hey, I don't know who signed up. Maybe nobody. What you should, what, Rebecca what, Vardy. What she'll be you? pissed off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> waited all their life. <laughs> and Jamie bloody retired, didn't he? Imagine that. If, it, if that got announced, then you just saw a statement from Jamie Vardy. I'd like to make myself valuable for English selection. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, what would you prefer him to be called? England players, partners, or something? Oh, I, don't know. I think he's on about the whole concept, isn't he? Mm. And he's trying to, I guess, dissuade anybody from taking part in it. Yeah. Because the idea of them rocketing around, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, the access is very much like kind of, you either give them access or you don't. So the yeah. FA can go, well, you can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. No, but what. I, I suppose, so, yes, yeah, so you wouldn't be able to, I mean, because the, 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 the family would be able to act, have access to certain places that no yeah. one else would have. And if, and if the FA don't want a Netflix in there to do it, then I guess they can't let them. Yeah. Do. I like what Southgate said about Saka. Yeah. Lovely. He's a fabulous kid. If your daughter brings Bukayo home, you'd be more than happy. Or, or your son <laughs> in Pride Month. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I thought that was quite sweet. And it's also very definitely true, isn't but, it? But on the game itself, England, England you know, the guys. Yourself included, Pete. You're fairly fairly positive about, uh, well, fairly blasé about England at the moment. <laughs> That's the word. Yeah, was it blasé? No, blasé. Yeah, I think definitely. Andy was fierce in his defence. Marcus was his usual self, and you were quite blasé. Blasé for twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think England are running out of games here. I think you know, if, you look, if you look at their record and, and, and how little they score in open play, how unf- unfluent, if that's a word, they mm. they they appear. Um, Where are you on the Callan Wilson debate <laughs> that I invented? I don't think I've got a position on that. <laughs> are you forcing me to have a position on that? If I can have one on Arsene Wenger, yeah. that is authority. <laughs> just going for everyone. These When the season finishes, Pete's just gunning for yeah. everyone. I've got a, I bought a butterfly knife on my school holidays <laughs> and I'm whipping it around. I'm surprised people weren't more pro-Wilson, to be honest, Pete. Yeah, I know. I agree. He's, I completely agree. 
you know, he's injured all the time. But as long yeah, as yeah, when the sun shines, make hair. <laughs> well, he's noticeably worse than England's most important player, and they play in the same position. What do you mean, as in Harry Kane? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying. But Harry Kane clearly needs a bit of help because yeah. he, he's knackered. He's, got, uh, you're just rehashing the debate again. Tam, Big Tammy's in there, isn't he? Yeah, and Big Tammy. Yeah, we didn't do it successfully yesterday, yeah. so that's not. In fact, you're, not, you're, have another, know, you're not going to have another run, run up at it. Anti yeah, Northern bias. I know monkeys and bias. typewriters and stuff like that, but I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think we probably it's probably time to go at this mm. point. Um, Southgate Ster- says that they're um, yeah, they're too reliant on Sterling and Kane for scoring goals. I think we all could see that. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he gets it fixed so we can all party like it's. I don't know a when people ago. are partying in Qatar. Never um, party like it's something. Party, in party like it's 2018 up until, but not including the semi-final. All right, then let's <laughs> yeah. do that. Can't wait. You can't wait either, can you, Pete? Can't wait. Despite your nonchalance, and you are already ready. I am ready. Yeah, well ready. More ready than half the England team, I reckon. But we... I, haven't, I haven't got to do anything, have I? So it's easy. For me. <laughs> and we know you're ready, listeners. Thanks for listening to today's football ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.